Welcome to the STEM Everyday Podcast. Each episode features educators sharing their practical ideas to put more science, technology, engineering, and math into every classroom every day. For show notes and more information, visit dailystem.com. Here's your host, Chris Woods. Well, I'm so excited that today we get to chat with Emily Hunt. She is the author of 15 Minutes STEM, and she's also the author of 15 Minutes STEM 2, which is coming out early 2021. And I tell you what, she's not only an incredible teacher, but I, I just love the aspect that she approaches STEM in a lot of the same ways that I do, where it should just be practical and real and relevant for every kid, should be easy. So uh, let's just dive into this conversation and see if everybody can get some great ideas from you today. Welcome to the show, Emily. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited. People can find you on Twitter at HowToSTEM. That's how to stem uh, or HowToSTEM.co.uk. Of course, all those will be in the show links as well. Um, but you're a teacher, uh, you're a mom, but when you started teaching, you disliked STEM subjects. I know. I feel like I'm a bit of an unlikely advocate to be on your podcast, really. No, that's so, actually that's actually a great thing because because you've seen the light, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, I will put my hands up. When I was at school, these were the subjects that I just felt really disengaged with. And I think I kind of felt like, what's the point in me learning about this? How is it going to be useful to me? Because for me, if, if you did science, you were probably going to become a scientist or a science teacher or a doctor. Yep. And I just didn't see myself doing that. So it was very interesting, but I didn't get how it was relevant to my life. And that kind of worried me a bit when I went into teaching, thinking, oh, no, I have to teach these subjects that I'm just not excited about myself. Yeah. And then the funny thing was that I found that they became the subjects that I liked teaching the most <laughs> because I put that effort in. I was thinking about those children in the class that felt like me when I was at school. And I was thinking I've got to make this interesting for them. Yeah. So they see that this isn't just about passing an exam and started to bring in all these real world links and show how this was just useful life skills. And yes, yeah, suddenly I, I started loving these subjects and got really into STEM. Yeah. And and I think what you just said there, Emily, is is perfect reminder for all of us as educators, those things that we're not maybe excited about, that we're maybe not passionate or, or things that maybe frustrated us as a kid, those are the things that we often can take that fear, that discouragement, that frustration, and we can say, I'm going to make sure that those kids in my classroom don't feel like I did. Oh, definitely. Yeah. We we kind of we can see it from their point of view, and we've got that motivation then to make it yeah. really interesting and really engaging for them. Yeah, and you've actually done uh, a great job of of figuring out ways to make STEM uh, engaging and interesting to kids. Uh, you've put together uh, one book of fifteen minutes STEM, and now you've got a second one coming out. Like like we said, it came out early twenty twenty one. So uh, definitely check uh, wherever you buy books to uh, to find that. Uh, it's basically a bunch of quick, creative STEM kind of activities for five to eleven year. There's 40 ideas in each book, right? Yeah, so 40 quick, easy to resource activities. Um, so if you're a parent, there's loads of ideas to use at home on weekends and the school holidays, for homeschooling. Mm. If you're a teacher, they're great to use in your lessons. Also, if you do a STEM club, if you run a forest school, there's loads of inspiration there. And mm -hmm. um, they all start with a real world question or a problem that a child might ask themselves. So Ooh. this immediately gets their interest and it makes the activity relevant. And yeah. they cover so many areas. I mean, we've got natural disasters to robotics, 
So you could pick an activity that your child is interested in or your class. You could pick something that's topical. You could pick mm-hmm. whatever you're learning about. There's, there's a lot of variety in there. That's great. So um, I love that idea. And again, we're chatting with Emily Hunt. And again, you can find her on Twitter at HowToSTEM uh, or HowToSTEM.co.uk. Just thinking about that, that all these ideas, easy to source resources, easy to source materials, because uh, teachers don't have big budgets. Teachers and, and parents at home often are like, well, how do I do STEM at home because I don't have a 3D printer? Absolutely. Yeah. So when I say easy to resource, I mean the kinds of things that you have lying around your home in your recycling, cardboard tubes, string, dried pasta, stuff like that. And it's all about learning about really big ideas from ordinary objects. Um, And there's an explanation as well. There's a what are we learning box that tells you everything you need to know about the activity. Uh I think when I was first researching STEM and I was looking online, I was really shocked at the time there wasn't very much there. And the activities I did find, all the equipment was so expensive. It was Mm -hmm. so hard to find. The activities took so long. And I just wanted to make it so simple that anybody could do it, no matter what level they were at. Yeah, making it simple. Yeah, because because as parents thinking about like, Hey, um, try to try to find a great book to get for your family or for for a kid for a birthday or a holiday. Um, th- these are great resources for for an educator. It's the same thing, and, and and it's not like I have to reinvent the wheel or I have to you know hop online and and try to find something that fits to my topic. You could like kind of flip through. You could probably even like put post-it notes uh, on each page saying this would be great for when we do our unit on on this or our, our unit on, on civil machines or our unit on you know ecology and anything like that. Uh, these these really do connect to so many different different things. Can you just maybe maybe pick some a uh, couple of different ones that just kind of give us an idea of what are the ideas in the 15-minute STEM books? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the new activities that I quite like, there's a water bottle fountain. So we're making a fountain. We've just got simple resources. We've got a bottle, we've got a balloon, adding some water. Um, But not only are you doing that activity, learning about the forces involved, so it's also making links to developing countries and the way that they are accessing water as well and the way mm-hmm. the engineers are working to create clean, safe water around the world. Yeah. Um, an activity that I quite like in the first book is called Oil Spill Cleanup. Uh-huh. So it's looking at how can we clean up after an environmental disaster? Yeah. So again, the activities are really simple. You've got water with some vegetable oil in there put feathers in there, different materials, and the children are getting them out. They're looking at how they're going to clean them up. But as well as doing that, they're looking at real-life oil spills that can occur and what causes them and the consequences for marine life as well. So it's something really, a simple activity that you can learn about something really huge from. Mm -hmm. And and Emily, I I appreciate. It. I got to to look through all of uh, fifteen minutes STEM uh, book number two uh, before its release, and and I'm excited because I think it's a, it's great. I mean, just some of these great ideas. The part I think I like best is not just that here's a project. We give the kids the project. They do the project. And then we're done, you know, and we turn in whatever and, and we go on to the next thing. No, you've got you've got things in there. They're like career connections and ideas for, for further explanation. Just talk about some of those those aspects uh, of the things that you put in here, Emily. Yeah, absolutely. So it's everything takes 15 minutes. So you can literally start a timer, finish your activity and you can be done. 
but I've also got a box of further investigation as well. So it might be something to go away and research. It might be to adapt an element of your activity to make it a little bit more challenging for yourself. Mm -hmm. You can keep going. I mean, you could spend an hour, you could spend longer on these activities. And as well as the pictures to help you know what to do, there are little doodles and they represent different STEM careers. Uh So if you flip to the back of the book, there's a glossary that tells you about each career and it's all child-friendly language. Mm -hmm. Um, Because what I was really interested to find out is that children form their career aspirations by the ages of seven and eight, which is so young. Mm -hmm. And by that age, they've got these stereotypes in their heads so like me they might be thinking well I can't be a scientist because um, I'm not into science because I don't see myself being a scientist or whatever it is and and that's fixed in their head and we need to challenge that really early. Yeah I was thinking that earlier when you were when you were talking about those careers that you were thinking of when you were a kid and I I don't want to be a scientist I don't want to be a science teacher and I don't want to be a doctor and and so many kids that's the three things they think of when they think of a science career and there's so many more things than that and and for us as educators whether we buy your book and 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 use it to to help make our classroom even better our homes even better or whether we don't we still need to be thinking about how can we connect that STEM learning with the careers that are, um, and, and we can't just say, you know, oh, the STEM careers are all changing and there's going to be crazy new jobs in the future. We got to say, okay, what are the jobs right now? Because our kids can learn a lot from that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And also I think it is thinking about the future because we know that STEM careers mm-hmm. will play such a massive role in it. They do. We know so many of our students will go into those careers, even though a lot of the roles don't even exist at the moment. Mm-hmm. So I just think that this is giving them the best possible chance to prepare them for their futures, whatever that will look like. Yeah. And again, I just want to remind everybody, you can find uh, more great ideas from Emily. Uh, She's got a bunch of resources on her website at howtostem.co.uk or at howtostem on Twitter. And and again, those are in the show notes as well. Just thinking about the future of STEM education. I mean, we're already making huge jumps as it is, as as more and more teachers realize how important it is to to focus on these career connections or find some ways to to get kids just doing these simple projects. Like you said, 15 minutes is all it takes I don't know about you, Emily. I mean, I know you're a teacher, but I'm, I'm kind of busy in my classroom. It's it's hard to fit some of these things in there, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's why I've made it just 15 minutes. I mean, we don't in the UK, we don't have to teach STEM. It's not in our timetables at all. So mm-hmm. I was thinking if I make these activities an hour, that's just not realistic. No one has a free hour to do these activities, right. but we've all got 15 minutes here or there so we can slot them in. Mm-hmm. One thing I do want to ask you about, Emily, because I think we've kind of talked about this as we've gone through, but what do, you, what do you hope or what do you see as the future of STEM education? And I know primary and elementary levels are, are a big key, a big focus for you. So what do you, what do you kind of hope or see uh, happening? First of all, I would really like to see governments prioritize this, that this is something that we really need to teach. We need to have it as part of our timetable if it's so, not already. So Emily, what you're what you're saying is is we need to we need to change that so that STEM is part of the curriculum so that you can you can expand beyond the 15 minute STEM and do some you know 50 minute STEM uh, books, right? Oh, absolutely! I'm up for that, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, this idea that we just do science or we just do maths actually mm-hmm. in real life nobody not many people just do one of those subjects they link together so well Mm -hmm. why don't we reflect that in the way that we teach 
So I would love to see that. I would love to see that right from a young age. And I think it's great to make these career links from a young age to be getting people into school to actually talk to children. Yeah. STEM careers, making links with businesses, with universities and companies so that children can see these role models for themselves. They can see women in STEM. They can see Mm -hmm. people from different backgrounds to them. Mm -hmm. That would be fantastic. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I mean, one of the amazing things that could come out of uh, all the worldwide pandemic stuff that we faced in 2020 and, and moving into 2021, of course, is the fact that anybody can connect very simply now via a, a video chat, via Zoom and Google Meet. And, and, and it's almost like, I think this is going to open up all new aspects for for classroom guest speakers because everybody's used to just, oh, I'll just click the button, hop into a Zoom. And 30 minutes later, I've I've had a good time connecting with somebody's classroom. Oh, exactly. There's no excuse. You can talk to people from all around the world. <laughs> yeah. And and again, just like just like you and me, Emily, we're uh, we're chatting uh, all around the world as well. And um, one one last question I do love asking everybody, if you could have some guest speaker, especially since we're talking about that right now, if you could pick somebody to uh, come and and right into your classroom and inspire those kids, uh, who would it be? If you could pick anybody. Oh, interesting. So I know if I asked my class, they would love Rube Goldberg to come in, the cartoonist. He he was an engineer and an inventor himself. And he'd be so fun to talk to. And they'd have so many questions about all of his amazing ideas. But for me, I would say Isambard Kingdom Brunel, who is a civil engineer and has quite a lot of significance for me because he built the Clifton Suspension Bridge, which is in Bristol, where I live. Um, he designed the Great Western Railway from London to Bristol, the SS Great Britain as well that's exhibited in Bristol. So that, that would be fantastic to talk to him about that and about the legacy that he's created. Wow, that sounds that sounds awesome. And, and, I, and you think always, how could you take whatever that, that guest speaker talks about and turn that into to opportunities for learning in the classroom? You know, anybody talking about a bridge? Man, there's so many ways you can you can connect uh, building bridges, whether from history or current. You can connect all those STEM fields uh, together, um, especially when you start talking about bridges. Do you know I've got a great lolly stick bridges activity in the book with a picture of his suspension bridge, so I would definitely bring that into the conversation. <laughs> awesome, great connection. And by the way, you mentioned Rube Goldberg that your kids would love to have. Um, and I had the opportunity on episode 144. I talked with uh, Rube Goldberg's granddaughter Jennifer George, and she loves uh, talking about stories and and things that she learned from her grandpa. And and amazingly, he never actually built any Rube Goldberg machine. He always just drew them uh, through his cartoons, like you mentioned, Emily, and uh, definitely check it out. And she's got some great resources on on the RubeGoldberg.com website. There's contests and things. Side note there, uh, just bonus information for everybody. But uh, Emily, uh, I'm so excited about uh, not only your 15-minute STEM book, but 15-minute STEM 2, which is out. And uh, I think so many educators, families, everybody can benefit from it, especially if we want to make STEM real and relevant for the kids uh, in our classrooms, in our homes. Uh, any other last thoughts that you'd, you'd just love to share with everybody today? I think I would just like to say again that I don't have a STEM background, but I am mm. so inspired by STEM. I think it's so important. And mm. don't let that be a barrier to stop you from doing these activities. If you're thinking, well, I, I, I don't feel confident with this myself. 
in the book it tells you everything you need to know it tells you what you're learning it's all in child-friendly language you could read it like a script if you wanted to so this this really is for everybody Mm-hmm. And just that one word that you use there, Emily, is so mm-hmm. important in STEM education, confidence. We might not feel confident as educators to, to bring up certain aspects. Uh, when a kid asks a question that we don't know, it's easy to say, I don't know, but let's find out, you know, and, and, and propel that, um, that confidence that you have, that there is an answer out there that we can find uh, and we can all learn from it uh, just by, especially by trying new things and, and stepping out of our comfort zone. So uh, th- thank you, Emily, for for being willing to do that after disliking STEM subjects as a kid and, and uh, making these great resources. Again, find 15 Minutes STEM and 15 Minutes STEM Part 2, the brand new book. Find out more at howtostem.co.uk or at howtostem. You can find Emily on Twitter. And um, thanks again, Emily. Just uh, really appreciate all the great stuff you're doing. Well, no problem. Thank you so much for having me on. All right. And again, don't forget to uh, check out all the great podcasts, including uh, that episode 144 with Rube Goldberg's granddaughter, Jennifer George, uh, by subscribing on your favorite app or leave a review to help more educators find these great episodes. And if you need to connect with me, head to dailystem.com or at dailystem on social media and keep up the great work, educators. You are doing the most important job.